Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another edition of the Rainbow Wrap Up. And we're wrapping up another week in the Hawaii football season. It's going by fast. We're past halfway. We're looking down the end of the tunnel. Is there light? Is there darkness? We're going to talk about it. There's no one else I want to talk about that with. And our own Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? What's up, Warrior Nation? And of course, Ryan. See you, Ryan. Hey, guys. How's it going? So we're here in Kaneohe. You do hear some ambiance behind. <laughs> you got Sean and I coming to you live from the foot of the Kolau Mountains. I mean, this is true. Truly a Hawaii sports fans production because there's nothing that says Hawaii more than being um, in the beauty of, of Kaneohe. So shout out to Guy Yamashiro. It was just his birthday last week as well. Um, and he uh, cooked up some great fried ahi and some steak. So we're just having a little rainbow wrap-up party on the windward side. Um, and so first we have to mention Shusha as well because, right. you know. Um, but also Guy Yamashiro will be there at Reno. We got a tour. Remember, it's only two weeks away. We can squeeze you in if you want to come. We're going to go to South Lake Tahoe. We're going to go to this really cool distillery. Um, that's in Nevada. Um, and we're going to do some fun things as well, besides just going to the great game, um, a game that really the Hawaii Warriors should be favored in. We're going to have a great tailgate. We're going to have a great kickoff bash on Friday night, the night before. And Ryan will be there as well. You'll see Ryan. Um, you'll see Lao Lao Head and his crew. So it'll be fun. Reno, check it out. Um, and when you're there, go to hisportsfans.com. Drop your mailing address and please follow us Instagram, Facebook at HI Sports Fans because that's where all the really quick updates are done. Um, but like we said, this season has just been chugging along. Uh, the the Rainbow Warriors um, still have two wins. Um, we said Albany and and New Mexico State who had a game against UTEP and they New Mexico State is actually not a bad team at all. They they could be going to a bowl game again. So. That win is starting to look even better for UH as well. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about San Diego State. Uh, we'll talk about the next opponent, New Mexico. But first, uh, Ryan, uh, I know another week of donations. And talk about your local San Diego charity. So this week, uh, you know, in San Diego, I found a, kind of this cool company or this group, nonprofit. Um, it's called the League of Amazing Programmers. And they're actually teaching kids between 5th and 12th grade um, actual professional level programming. So I thought it was pretty cool to see a nonprofit do that. Um, and, you know, obviously, it's a huge, huge industry, and it can be applied to basically anything uh, the way we are with tech in this world. So I thought it was really cool to get kids involved. I mean, I, you know, I did computer science in middle school, and I was lucky that my you know, middle school had that stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, seeing it as, as early as fifth grade is really cool. And then for Maui, of course, we're never going to forget that. Um, there's a group called Feed My Sheep, and it's a mobile food distribution program. Um, so actually, before the fires, they average about 70,000 half-pound meals uh, a month. 
Um, I'm sure that they've been kind of ramping up on all their stuff too with uh, Lahaina, but uh, that's what they do. And it, it goes to uh, anyone who's in need. So whether you're just, you know, a working family, uh, seniors on fixed incomes, you know, anyone that's, you know, wanting one, um, that's who they give it out to. So there's no specific requirements for them. Awesome. Mahalo for that. Um, supporting Lahaina. You know, it's great to, that we continue to remember them because a lot is going on in the world. Obviously, more wars, which America loves to be a part of. So <laughs> we are now embroiled in things that money is is thought more necessary for at this time, unfortunately. So definitely what we ever can do for Lahaina would be great. Um but with that being said, let's go back to San Diego State, T.C. Ching Field. It looked like a blowout in the beginning, and then the Warriors came back. But wait, before, wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that UH got off to a slow start? I'm not going to give up because <laughs> I'm not going to – I am not. Gonna, I mean, I'm not telling you anything because I don't want to spoil Q-Ante. Shaw's report card. All right. Um, this was one of the hardest – Report cards I ever had to do. So um, I'll start over again. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little live studio audience. We're, we're actually recording right now as well. So <laughs> this is one of the hardest report cards I ever had to do. Um, the offense, B minus. They came on like gangbusters in the second half. Actually, midway through the second quarter. Defense, B minus. I felt like the offense and the special teams really put the defense in bad spots. So, I mean, they got scored on, but I felt like it wasn't all their fault. Special teams, B-, minus, coaching, C+. Plus. Uh, Ultimate Warriors, Stephen McBride, and projected win total, four games. Uh, you, uh, San Diego State got 21 points off of turnovers. So, I mean, it was a very winnable game. So, yeah, Jager had 430 yards. It was a good game for him. So, overall... An above average game. I mean, maybe slightly above average, but still above average, which is good. I mean, for me, he passed the test. And by him, I mean Coach Chang as well, because I think we're at a part in the season, obviously, in conference that you need to start winning games. So he got close. Um, what about you, Ryan? What did you see? You know, I saw an offense that I think it looked a little bit better as far as the receiving core, a lot more separation between them and the secondary. I still am a little curious on our offensive choices on play calling because it a lot of it to me just felt like, hey, let's run go routes and let's, you know, have Shager throw it as far as he can. And, you know, luckily for us, we've got super fast receivers that can beat a lot of, you know, a mid-major secondary. Uh, defensively, I think we did okay. They, you know, like Sean said, they got put in a bunch of, you know, rough situations. You know, special teams was kind of rough. We had a, you know, muffed uh, return on a punt we had that block kick so you know put us you know in some rough positions but uh other than that like you said i mean a very winnable game um and i'm sure we'll uh, have a nice little debate on uh, the choices in the last two minutes of the game as well yeah yeah timmy timmy apologized to the state for going for the kick when you need both so i i have no issue with him choosing to take the doing the kick like I would have gone for the touchdown, but I mean that's it's it's up for debate. I don't think feel like it's a big deal. What about you, Wing? Yeah, so if you just rewind the tape, uh UH gets the ball back down by 10, but with all three timeouts. So they move the ball into field goal range for Shipley. 47. Which is still yeah. far, but the 
justification was that if they kick the field goal and get it, they're only down by seven. And with three timeouts, you could technically kick the ball away if you wanted and get the ball back in one series. But of course, you want to onside kick, which is what they did. They just didn't get the onside. But even though they didn't get the onside, because they had preserved all three timeouts and had all that time left, they theoretically could have got the ball back with some time. The issue was they gave up too many plays right away on the ground. The first play was a nine-yard gainer for San Diego. So it was the right play call. Actually, what what it questioned it more is if Shipley missed it. Yeah. So if Shipley had missed, then people would have said, okay, well, maybe you should have gotten closer and did that or something. Mm. So I, I mean, the just it was the right move, and I don't, I think actually it was the right move because even if you went, say we did score a touchdown, but we only had thirty seconds left on the clock. I mean, you know, yeah, you could say, well, we get the ball back, we have, we don't need that much field to get down. You could say that as well, but I think from forty-seven yards, that would have been or thirty-seven, or what yard line were we on? Thirty, I guess. So from the thirty, getting into the end zone, that would have been. That would have been tough. That would have required a little bit of, you know, of, of a take. It would have taken a lot of time off the clock. So, do you feel like Timmy needed to apologize to this? No, I think he was doing that. I think he apologized just as a way of trying to be accountable, show accountability. But no, I think he. I think he'll need to apologize if they lose against New Mexico. I think he'll be apologizing. Okay. Uh, the team is favored in this game. I mean, San Diego. I kept my. Yeah, prediction. No, I'm my streak's over. I can't. <laughs> well, did you predict that we would be? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm still on the right streak. I said five. I said four <laughs> wins. New Mexico and and Nevada being the final two. So I'm gonna put that as almost must wins for Timmy, and that's what I mean for him yeah. to get out of the season to be able to say we're on the right track. Um, because New Mexico is a very winnable game, obviously, and uh, the team is favored in that one, but. Looking back at San Diego State, I thought that our offense did pretty well. I mean, uh, the Senegal catch. Uh, that was, that, that, was cool. that reminded me yeah, of that, the old, good old. That felt like the old days. days. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That felt like, uh, you know, even some of those receivers that we used to have on the, on the ends, like Ryan Grice Mullins or something. Like, yeah. That's what that reminded Cutting me Cutting and weaving up, yeah. upfield and making people miss. Mm-hmm. and. So it's starting to come together. I just don't know whether, you know, this year will be enough. I, I, just I even one saw right. Shager get to the third read, and he didn't throw it. But <laughs> I saw him get to the second read on, on a couple of plays. So, they, you know, they simplified the offense. Lo and behold, we hear that Dan Morrison has been brought in as a consultant to help simplify mm-hmm. and, and, and help Timmy with the offense. So, I mean... It, it looked a lot better this week, so... You know, down the stretch, this makes me feel good, the San Diego State game, and that we have, um, you know... Look, if we, we just look did it, if we came in, like, how... If it was just faster, we could just get into the game. Yeah, there's not an ifs, but I mean, it's FFS, though. We say that every week, though. We, gotta, we, have to, we have to execute. Yeah, That's why winning close games, losing close games are the same. Like, I mean, winning and losing is... I mean, they're not the same. They are different. Winning and loss is a way different thing, but just win or just, you know, you, it doesn't, you don't have to kill teams. You don't have to score like thousands of points. You just need to win the game. And eventually coach Chang is going to have to find out a way to win games. And this is going to be a tough game. I think New Mexico is going to be a tough game that he's going to have to um, eke out. 
Uh, I don't put anything on him in the San Diego game. I think it's good. I think they passed the test as coaches. They kept us competent. Of course, if we had started faster. Yeah. But still, I'm happy with the way that they responded. I'm happy that they got other people involved in the offense. Uh, I would still like to have an additional blocker in the backfield. Um, that's just me. But, you know, I think that we have guys that can run in the running. And that's something to talk about, too. To be last place, 130th and yeah. FBS in running. I is, think this is the worst we have ever been. Oh, it's got to be. I mean, yeah. have we ever been last in the nation no, in I, FBS? I can't recall that. Like, even running the run and shoot, there was some running component. So, I mean, it's yeah, that's really bad. What do you think, Ryan? So, Why you, yeah, about a running. So talk Why about you, the run game here. Uh, I mean, these are a couple of my favorites. Uh, you know, to, for the season, were Brian Lelay and Jordan Johnston. You know, Jordan had one carry the entire game, and mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, usually in the past few games, he's been kind of our workhorse, and I don't know if that has something to do with UNLV. You know, there was I never actually got to see that replay, but there was something about a dirty tackle at the end of the game you know, that our boy Lala had talked about, um, you know, I guess the UNLV player just grabbed his leg and like did a really hard twist on his knee. That is true. Um, but it, I, yeah. he, he like seemed to be in the game a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, just ha- having three running backs. So we had Brian Lillet, we had Landon Sims, who went, you know, six for 10. And then, yeah, Jordan Johnson. So, I mean, half the number of running backs that we normally have, but at the same time, you know, what do we Landon have? Do we even down. have 50 yards? Yeah, I mean, landed a you know touchdown from the one, but you know, the, Shager was in the positives. You know, props to the O line. That means that they had a lot less sacks. Um, yeah, they kept him clean. Like yeah, he yeah. he didn't get sack. He didn't take those heavy losses that we've been seeing. Yeah, when Shager does get a, that additional half second, it's it's huge. It's mm-hmm. a lot. So I and think, I think his sack was actually a run that he just got tackled a yard short from the line of scrimmage too. So where we are in the conference looking at, I I think San Diego state has dropped in years. Like they're not the same San Diego state that we played before. Mm -hmm. They weren't that good. I mean, that's why I, you know, they're still using that converted safety that they used from last year. Like how did Mm -hmm. they not have find a quarterback? Like I, to be honest, like I'm kind of San Diego state. They also kept us in it. They threw throwing interceptions, throwing period. Yeah. So I think that San Diego state also made some really questionable coaching moves that kept them or kept Hawaii in the game. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, that they are just a step above us anyway. So, but that being said, the team needs to take what they gain from this, this game and put it towards New Mexico. Um, I mean, this is a game that a place Albuquerque, we haven't played at for four years now, 2019. We had a really great game there, breakout game for Cole McDonald. And he was coming off a game where he didn't play that much. So he was, you know, and that's something to think about as well. Even when Cole's heyday and Colt's heyday and a lot of any great quarterback, Timmy Chang's heyday, there were still other quarterbacks that played, that contributed, that were a part of the offensive scheme. And it seems like this year there is another one, but he's just a wildcat guy. Like he's not actually coming in to run run and shoot, which is what I think um, would be helpful if we, uh, can find a way to use these other quarterbacks. But, I mean, that's something that's not clearly a priority for Chang to play these other guys. But, um, Ryan, what do you think the game plan, specifically against New Mexico, what do you think, you know, should be? 
You know, at least for us, it's got to be like what we've been asking the entire season and it's, you got to start faster. We can't <laughs> have, you know, we had, we had drives three and outs of five yards and seven yards, then a negative five. So we had three drives for a total of seven yards to start the game. And I mean, even if you're Alabama or Texas, you're not winning that game. You know, if you start that slow, um, you know, I think that, yeah, if we can throw the ball and just continue what we did in the second half, you know, the, Vegas is calling it uh, a pretty heavy. I mean, they've got 60 as the over under for this mm -hmm. game and Hawaii's favored by one. So, you know, they're expecting a high scoring game. Uh, I think our defense can do pretty solid this week. Uh, you know, it's not a crazy uh, high octane offense from New Mexico. Um, so, we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think it's going to be dependent too on other teams' secondary. Once we start confusing other teams' secondaries, because the Mountain West, it doesn't seem to be that many um, super strong secondaries. But also, if it's, what's funny, going back to the transfer portal discussion we had before, that's the position that transfers the most in and out of programs is, is secondary, is the mm -hmm. DBs. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, you have a lot of new guys out there, but once they have a, a strong attack, offensive attack and receiving core that's coming at them, it's, it can be daunting. And we saw that against New Mexico state when the team was driving at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, so far UH's wins or close games have been um, second half games for UH. So right. hopefully they can turn it on this. this game. Uh, yeah. Uh, for the second week in a row, this is kind of like looking in the mirror this is they're I think they're two and four, and they average about thirty points a game. They are more balanced than us. Uh, they pass and run about the same. Um, we're favored by one, which I just think is amazing. I I do believe this is one of the easier places to win on the road. It's it's not like a Wyoming or an Air Force where we win every, like once every blue moon over yeah. there. So um, there's the fact that we're favored. You know, it's just crazy and. But in, in the ESPN thing, it says we have a 40% chance of winning. So I don't know how that jives with the... Well, I mean, the, the ESPN thing is not... The the line is actually human beings coming up with the line. Okay. ESPN yeah. uses their own formula using okay. stats. But, I mean, they're pretty close. I mean, last time San Diego was favored by three, and I think they were also... UH was favored to win the game by the stats, the mm -hmm. probability. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, it ended up coming down to a, a few, yeah. you know, but the thing is UH gave up a few too many turnovers. Um, and that's the problem is that you can't just keep giving the ball back. And it's an issue when, you know, you have, especially running backs who aren't being as productive as they should be, maybe because they're not being featured as much in the offense as well. But when you start losing fumbles, then... Uh, makes it your coach is even worried about even more about handing the ball off. So I'm I'm looking forward to a clean game. Yeah, UH needs a clean game. They need to get off on time. They're leaving today, Wednesday. Yeah, they left today. So that yep. means that they're, they're already out of there. They're really trying to um, you know get accustomed to Albuquerque. It's a 4 p.m. Uh, start locally there. So. It's a, it's pretty good time, you know, UH, I mean, in Hawaii, it's noon, so yeah. it's not like it's super early game, um, so thankful for that, but I also think that, um, you know, this is a game that's not going to be very well attended, probably. New Mexico doesn't 
Yeah, their their yeah. capacities, I think, thirty five or thirty six thousand. Their stadium is nice. It's one that really that TC Ching should kind of look. It's not super nice. I'll, I'll take that back. It's <laughs> well thought out at least. Like, mm. um, you don't think TC Ching's well thought out? I mean, it's. <laughs> uh, you know, if, I think from right now, if we're gonna go to TC Ching, talk about that. I think that if I were gonna add anything to it now, I would just make the seats nicer like or make different sections actually make like a bar area mm. like put one up on like stilts or something like make one like above the visiting section where there's a puka like because that's what they have a snapdragon in one section is like zigzagging right. stairs that go up and there's a bar right. so that'd be cool then people could watch the game while they're drinking standing in line and that would also you know encourage people to buy at the games but also not make them feel like they're missing very much. So there's things that can be done to CC Ching. I think even right now mm -hmm. it can be enhanced. Um, but I just think that's, you know, UH is fighting, you know, today watching the UTEP versus New Mexico State game, which is a huge rivalry. I mean, that seems weird, but New Mexico State is Las Cruces, New Mexico, which is located right across the border from Texas. So El Paso mm -hmm. is basically the main, because that's where the airport is and mm -hmm. everything. So, you know, it's a rivalry, but the Sun Bowl wasn't exactly packed. I don't think didn't seem like there was even half full there. So I think that that's the trend generally that UH is fighting against is less people going to games. But for UH, they have to figure out how to keep theirs from getting any worse. I mean, I think, you know, especially building this new soccer stadium next door or whatever they're going to do and getting rid of the practice field. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to hope that they can justify the cost or whatever they're building there. Mm hmm so let's talk this at this point. So we're basically halfway over with the season, right? We've got three games in Mexico, San Jose, and Nevada, which are kind of, to me right now, they're winnable. Um, you know, San Jose hasn't been that strong this year. Nevada's 0-6 right now. Not that, you know, there's such a thing as a guaranteed loss, but, I mean, Air Force is a huge heavyweight. They're top 25 right now. Wyoming's, yep. you know, solid. Colorado State came back and beat Boise. I don't know if you guys saw that. They wow. were down 20 oh with six minutes to go and scored oh, three right. touchdowns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, they took Colorado uh, to the end too. So, you know, those three at the end of the game, you know, season are, are going to be really tough. I mean, what do you guys think as far as Timmy, uh, you know, these three games, how important it is for this season right now? Uh, I I think he needs to win a couple. I think he needs, needs at least needs to get to four. He needs to show improvement, you know, from last year. I think Nevada and New Mexico are probably his best bets. San Jose, you know, that's going to be an emotional game. I, I don't see us winning Wyoming or Air Force. And Colorado State, I mean, it, it'll be senior night. So I think the two road games will probably be his best shot, even though he hasn't won one on the road yet. Yeah, I think that even if he doesn't beat New Mexico, though, he... The team is improving. I would say the team is improving on the offensive side. They do look better. So I'm not as worried about, but this game will be one of those games where it's like there for the picking where coach, because coach Chang needs to start collecting wins for himself too, just yeah. for his career record. Job security. Yeah, he can't just keep, it's, it's going to be hard for him, especially if he wants to stay in this profession. I mean, not necessarily maybe as an assistant. He'll probably always be able to find one your former head coach. But in terms of staying as a, at the head coaching level, you have to show 
group and wins, even if it is a project that you're walking into. And he knew that he was walking into it. I don't, I don't think he knew the depth of it. I really don't think he knew what he was walking into, really, um, especially from the brand perspective. And it's stuff that totally was out of his control as well, like the stadium situation, but also just the lack of care been, that's been given to the brand in general. And that's what we talk about. What, where are we trending as a whole, as a UH football brand, as a UH athletics brand? I mean, men's volleyball definitely skews it to make it look like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much fan support. But really, when it comes to football, we have less fans than some men's volleyball games. Yeah. So <laughs> that's showing you where it is skewed totally. And football is supposed to be the driver. Even if you are, I was going to say, well, Duke or Kansas, but Duke has a good football team now. And so does North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, but those so schools, does Kansas. You know, <laughs> yeah, so does Kansas. But those yeah. schools typically, just like Vanderbilt, it's like you know they can rely on being having a strong, or having a lot of money come from their conference pool TV money. So UH doesn't have that luxury, unfortunately, and it's going to be a struggle to to just subsist to keep going. Just as an FBS school, if you also can't keep people engaged so winning is not guaranteed but maybe engagement needs to be something the team um, works on and they're getting closer i see um you know like we said they've added a few features to the stadium and stuff but it's going to take more than that they're going to have to start building um from the ground up because we're almost there i mean there's really only maybe eight thousand fans left like go to the games like strong seven thousand because they're students but they can't count the students yeah um, so we're talking about just fan fans like that's dangerously low. Um, so and I think that even if Coach Chang won out the rest of his games this year, if and that's another huge if, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. But even if he did that, I don't, it, it maybe it'll start to pack our stadium more. But I don't know if it would grow the brand as much just because people aren't engaged anymore. And that's because they're just disconnected from the product in so many ways. But there's still a lot of love for Hawaii football, of course, on this island and in the state and, you know, throughout the diaspora of local people around the world, too. They love UH football, and that's what brings them together. Right. And that's what we love seeing on the road as well. Reno will be there in Wyoming as well. Um, so come join us. Albuquerque, come say hi to me if you're going to be in Albuquerque. You got shout out, brother uh, Kona, Kona Manuel, uh, who lives out there in the El Paso, Las Cruces area. Um, he always hosted giant tailgate every year at Las Cruces. Every time we play at Las Cruces, we played there three times in the last like four years, five years. So did not expect that to happen, but, um, you know, it's cool to be able to go to so many different places because you see people from Hawaii even who live out there. And he's been a guy that helps to bring together a bunch of the, the local transplants out there and, they're going to be out there in full force in Albuquerque, too. So come say hi in Albuquerque. Shout out to everybody who came out to 151 at TC Ching, too. We saw some new faces mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the listeners. So great to see all of you. Um, and like we said, we still got a bunch of games left this year at home, San Jose, Air Force, Colorado State. So make sure, um, you know, if you're not traveling with us and Hawaii sports fans, come check us out at a game. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we have for this week. Anything else you guys want to add? No. Let's get a first oh. down on the first drive. That's all I want. Nice. <laughs> You're down to one. 
<laughs> I asked for two. Just yeah. <laughs> one? Okay. Yeah, those are pretty pretty nice uh, tributes to Bob Wagner. Oh, yeah, Bob Wagner. Yes, you have yeah. to make that. So, yeah, yeah that pretty good job by, by UH. I, I, I was kind of unsure what they were going to do, but we sang Aloha Hawaii. It was, it was we nice. sang, well, we sang Hawaii Aloha. Hawaii, a lot Aloha, of people yeah. don't know the words. So they probably should have put it on the screen because a lot of kids don't sing it as much anymore. Yeah. But no, it was good. We had a moment, there was a moment of silence before the game. Um, yeah, so that was nice. But yes, always in our hearts. Aloha Coach Wags, rest in love, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, that's it. Well, thanks for all your listening. Mahalo, keep subscribe. Make sure you, you uh, subscribe to the Hawaii Sports Fans channel. Hawaii Sports Fans channel, that is. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, all over the place. iHeart, uh, you know, you can find our show, Rainbow Wrap Up. Um, please check us out at hisportsfans.com local company you know native owned and someone that uh, or a company that has made a lot of dreams come true in the last 11 almost 12 years so come join us as well and be a part of that legacy hisportsfans.com but for Ryan and Sean this is Wayne we'll talk to you guys next week aloha go So what's so different about Hawaii sports fans? Hey guys, this is Wayne Coito, and that's a question I get asked a lot, and it's a fair one. There are a lot of great local companies that will take you on the road, get you game tickets, transportation, airfare, and hotel. Yes, we can do all of that too. But the difference here is an extra layer of detail, an extra layer of personalization, an extra layer of premium amenities and adventure that you can't get anywhere else. Starting with our group size, we usually never go above 24, usually around 12 to 15, and sometimes only 2 to 4 even. It doesn't matter. Whatever size, we're going to give you that experience. We're going to give you a foodie adventure. We're going to make every moment count. There's no dead time. And of course, you're always going to be well-fed and always eating very good stuff. I just guarantee you that. But here at Hawaii Sports Fans as well, we want to make you feel like family always. And that's something that is hard to do for most companies. We're proud to do it here. We can't wait to have you on the road. Join us at hisportsfans.com. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.